0: you've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial, stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. Hello, welcome to the show. Come on in, sit down, relax. Let's talk and see what's on his mind. hello and welcome back to another exciting edition of the my Mind podcast with Stefan Taylor I am in fact Stefan Taylor and this is episode 96 and this is all about well it's all about the Oscars really <laughs> I mean what else is there to talk about their Oscars are currently while I'm recording the Oscars are currently on at the moment which is pretty pretty exciting I've always enjoyed the Oscars and I think that this is is pretty good I mean I think the the for the front runner is kind of all quiet on the western front I would say is probably scooping up the most kind of stuff but also every everything everywhere all at once is meant to be yeah the, it's that's got to be that's got to be up there as well I really hope that wins if I'm truly honest the the banshees of Inishran with Colin Farrell and uh Dominic Gleason, I think it's Dominic Gleeson mm, I think so and Barry Barry Keorgan Keorgan yeah anyway they're probably that's probably my pick Jamie Lee Curtis just won an Oscar her dad and mum have won Oscars as well so it's good to see the Curtis family legacy kind of living on in her acting because she's always been like a really good actor as well you know, even in, even True Lies, True Lies is probably my favorite performance from her, even though it's a, you know, a dodgy, not a dodgy action movie, but it's an action movie, uh, Ki-Hu Kwan, one best supporting actor for everything, every, everything everywhere all at once, which is, that's awesome, that's cool, like I said, because it's really good, if you haven't heard of Everything Everywhere all at once, then, you know, it's a film more or less about, uh, it's about this. Um, it's about this Chinese immigrant that is just thrown into an epic adventure. Yes, I am reading the wiki page. <laughs> I'm reading the IMDb page, and she must. It's about multiverse um, hopping, pretty much. So she has to connect with all the parallel versions of herself to stop someone that tries to hurt the multiverse. It's a really. It's a really fun film as well, and yeah, uh, I think you should go check it out, you know, really, it's a really good, it's just a good movie, you know, it's a really nice movie, it's really good, unfortunately, Angelina, Angela Bassett didn't win Best Supporting Actor, uh, Actress, over Jamie Lee Curtis, which is cool, you know, I really thought that she did a really good job, but she more or less just played um, the part, I guess, she didn't really play more I don't know it's an odd one because she's so good like she's played Rosa Parks she's played like so many I can only think of Rosa (laughs) Parks at the moment but she's just played like so many influential African-American women in 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 history as well and it's just such a shame that she hasn't picked up like another kind of Oscar for like all her other stuff as well, you know, which is kind of sucks as well. But at the same time, you know, it just, it it is, it is what it is, I guess. It's not much really can do about it, but you know, it's all good. She'll bounce back. (laughs) She's, you know, Angelina Bassett, you know, so she's going to come back full pelt, full pelt and locked and loaded for the next, um, her next oscars outing i'm sure it was kind of um yeah kind of sucks but at the same time like it's all good i think the i really want the banshees of inner to win and i also really want top gun to win best picture (laughs) if i'm honest i really want those two to be the front runners i really want top gun to win (laughs) i think that that would just be cool if top gun won i really don't want avatar way of the water to win have we ever spoken about how much i dislike james cameron and it's not because james cameron is this is just turn this was an oscars episode but now it's a james cameron episode he has had everything to do with most sci-fi things which isn't which is fine i'm totally okay with that i like terminator i like judgment day. I like aliens. I like most things that he's involved with. What I have an issue with is <laughs> him trying to take and lay claim of of records. He just wants he like Titanic, like I like Titanic. It's a great movie, but he just keeps re-releasing it. He just he just does like a 20th anniversary edition. Or, like, a 30th anniversary edition, and then puts it back. It puts it back on top because for some reason that's how the box office works. It just goes towards like global grossing amount. So, if it gets a second run in cinema, it counts towards that global box office amount or something like that. You know, like, it's just crazy that he just keeps going. It just keeps happening. And, like, Avengers Endgame, and I know, like, it's Avengers. Is like a massive movie franchise, and you know, Marvel this, Marvel that, whatever. But it took Avatar off the top, which is you know, which was crazy in itself because Avatar was such a big movie. I personally didn't watch it until like fifteen years after because it's just because I didn't, I didn't vibe with it. A eh? like it was just not my, it's just not what I wanted to watch. I wasn't into movies like that. I'm still not because it's just painful so it's just painful for it so anyway so this is in the lifetime right so avatar was number one and then avengers nk came, came out and got it got it got it knocked it knocked it off its podium right and it got first at 2.7 uh billion this is lifetime right um and then and then Avatar just thought, oh, no, James Cameron, more specifically, just thought, oh, you know what? Like, we didn't release it in China, so I guess we'll just re-release it in China. And guess what happened? It got back onto number one. And I understand that it's such a, it must be such a stake in his, like, house, household or whatever, but I just don't get why it always feels like he does that to just knock it off the the pedestal and like be number one again like avatar way of the water will probably go to be number two and then he'll re-release titanic for like the 50th anniversary in freaking 50 years or whatever and then it'll be back it'll be number three so he'll just have the number three he'll have the top three spots which is just unfair it's unfair and it's not just it just it's stupid it's stupid. I don't like it at all. I don't understand why James Cameron wants to do this. I don't, I don't even know if he's doing it on purpose. I just know that it's dumb. It sucks. It's stupid. It's just the... I just, uh, I just don't get why, man. Why? Why? Why James Cameron? Like, just tell me why. Is it because you get X amount of money? Is it a money thing or is it a pride thing? Because surely over the years, James Cameron's legacy of movies is just so vast, eh? Like the things that he's been. I'm not even going to. I don't even like Googling him, eh? So I'm not going to. But all of the things that have accumulated in his life as far as achievements, and he's got an Oscar. You know, Avengers Endgame didn't win an Oscar. Like they won Best Special Effects, but they didn't win an Oscar. All they had was. You know, a loyal fan base that built up from the first Iron Man movie, I guess, and the comic books years and years before. So, like, that's what that's what kind of gives Avengers like their edge is that it's been a lifetime building towards Avatar. Like, it was a a shot in the dark where it was going to hit or miss, I guess, and it hit, which is awesome as well. Like, I totally commend that. I'm not taken away from the achievement. The um the kind of CGI achievement and the special effects, special effects advancement. Cause like truly you don't have avatar. You don't have Avengers end game kind of thing, you know? Cause like that kind of revolutionary CGI and use of it and like face mapping and all the rest of it, like it's truly revolutionary and James Cameron definitely um, led the field, which is crazy. Like that's cool. That's cool. It's awesome. But that still doesn't give him any reason to re-release it, to give him back the number one spot like it it got overtaken. Avengers Endgame was the number one grossing film for a time. And then he just like it was like 6 months or like 8 months later he was like, "You know what? It didn't get a proper release in China, so I'll just release it in China." Do you know what I mean? Like like it's just crazy. It's crazy. It's nuts. Like why? What is the point? What's the point of it? Like you you've gotten you're so huge. James Cameron is huge. He's massive, but then he'll do things like that. And it's just insanity. And I'm sure if you look more into his life, there's more insane things. Do you know what's even crazier is that, well, this is actually more of a shout out to Catherine Bigelow, who, who is James Cameron's ex-wife or yeah, I think so. I think it's his ex-wife or ex-partner. I can't remember if they're married, but I'm pretty sure, pretty sure they were married. So anyway, She made the film uh, Hurt Locker, which is an amazing film. Great film. Didn't gross as much as Avatar, but they came out the same year, 2009, 2010, something like that. And she brought out Hurt Locker and they had obviously Jeremy Renner, Guy Pearce. um, Who's the other guy? Uh, anthony mackie and it was a great depiction of hurt is about a bomb disposal unit in afghanistan and it shows them it shows one tour like one rotation so which is like a three month thing or whatever i'm not actually sure how long the rotations are but anyway so it was a brilliant screenplay brilliantly acted well directed beautiful film And James Cameron was predicted for Avatar because it was the highest grossing film. Blue like probably smoked Hurt Locker at the cinema in its run. But it was predicted that he was going to win Best Oscar that year. Lo and behold, Hurt Locker comes in and kicks it in the guts, man. (laughs) And that was like such a win because it was like his ex-wife and she got the win over him and it was just the best. It was great for guys that weren't a fan of him (laughs) not even like not a fan you know like yeah it was uh quick update all quiet on the western front just won best international feature film wonderful so that's not best picture that's international film obviously you had nominees like argentina 1985 the quiet girl Eo, and close uh best song went to natu natu by um I don't know, but I can't, I can't, can't pronounce their name. So I won't, I won't embarrass myself, but Rihanna was nominated and Lady Gaga was nominated as well for their contributions to certain films. So that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I was happy with that. So I don't get it. So, you know, that was like, that was a cool moment where he was like knocked down his pedestal again. And do you know what? You don't hear about her locker anymore. <laughs> <laughs> the power of James Cameron in effect. Yeah, I don't get it. I don't understand it. You hear about Herlock like, who's is like, oh, what a cult film. But you won't hear about its Oscar praise, and then it's smoked *Avatar*. That's my favorite. One of my favorite James Cameron stories. so his ex-wife beat him to an Oscar with like a lower, bu- a lower budget film, and it just proves that like special effects aren't the be all end all. Like you do have to have some credibility as like a writer, or at least have a film that's well written. Two. Get an Oscar, which is, you know, I know it seems nuts because Titanic got an Oscar, but I think Titanic, when it got the Oscar, like you had such a powerhouse like Leonardo DiCaprio, um, Billy Zane in his prime, <laughs> Kate Winslet, you know what I mean? Like they were just such, I mean, they're still, they're great actors today, you know, and back then they were just in their element, which is, yeah, crazy, Cra- crazy, crazy, crazy. Mm yeah yeah uh, i know i could it just sucks it just really sucks eh you know like the top 10 highest grossing films of all time is the avengers this is from 10 avengers the lion king jurassic world spider-man no way home avengers infinity war number five is star wars force awakens and then four is titanic three is avatar way of the water Two's Avengers Avengers Endgame and Avatar is number one, right? Which is nuts, nuts, crazy. Truly is crazy. You know, it, if you look at the top 50, there's a lot of Marvel movies in there and a lot of Star Wars, if I'm truly honest. And a lot of Disney as well, to be fair. I honestly thought Lord of the Rings would be higher, but it's. I think it's more down to like a population thing as well. Like there's not... That many, like there's this is what you know, the problem with the re release as well, because you know, he's just pointed at one of the largest demographics in the world, like i.e. China. <laughs> you know, like there's a lot of people in China. That's just it is what it is. So yeah, that, that's uh, uh. anyway. So there just weren't as many people alive to watch Lord of the Rings as there is now. So if you re release, if they re released all three movies in cinema is like a back-to-back marathon. A lot of people would go for it. Same with the Hobbit, you know, the Battle of the Five Armies and all that stuff. Um the Decimation of smorg <laughs> Like if you re-release those, I think commercially would have like pretty good success. The same with like The Avengers. If you did a back-to-back Avengers Infinity War Avengers Endgame and release it as like a a marathon. Like globally if that's in a cinema, that's counted towards like a box office um kind of you know accumulation of money because it's a lifetime right yeah it's pretty crazy i know i know and you wouldn't think that these things matters but and you wouldn't think that james cameron's watching this list but he is i guarantee it (laughs) i don't know him and the guy's got so much money that he could like and so much pull you know like people are going to Value the things that he says over me, which is I get it, man, you know, like James Cameron's a super powerful dude, and uh and he makes great movies. I just don't understand why he's holding on to the number one spot of highest grossing movie. It's a movie that is about the see the movie is about someone coming and um terraforming their planet and mining it of all its resources. And that's what he's doing to the movie industry and in our pockets, ladies and gentlemen. He's, <laughs> he's coming in and he is mining all the money out of your pocket to feed his highest grossing film. Essentially, Avatar is the army flying to Pandora and the box office is Pandora. And that's us. We pay to see these movies. So we're, we're the box office. And he is just coming and coming to dig into our pockets and take our money. <laughs> of course, you know all jokes aside. You know I'm happy for his achievement, but I don't understand why you want to keep it. <laughs> Wouldn't you want like like records are there to be broken? Wouldn't you want someone else to break it? Why do you want to be the guy that breaks it three times for re-releases? You didn't make another film. You know what I mean? Like the gap between Avatar is oh nine and um way the water is last year so 2022 so it's like <laughs> it's a long time between movies do you know what i mean like it's not like it's like it's 13 14 13 13 13 years between movies you know like yeah i know he's got. he says like oh i just wanted to wait for the, like the technologies to come out or whatever but which is cool man like that's fine but still you don't need to like <sighs> you just stop re-releasing it please if it, you know my friends all know how much i dislike james cameron and it's only for this reason like i said i like those i like those films i i think they're great i think it's awesome i think like i said records made be broken so why is he like holding on to it? Why won't he let it go? Like, please let it go. Please let someone else have the mantle just for like, why, why can't someone else have it? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't get that. Why can't someone else have it? Is there a problem? <laughs> is there, is there a reason why that's what I want to know. That's what I really want to know. I just want to know if he's doing it on purpose or... Because he seems like he does. Because, like, if you watch his speech at the 2000 and... 2000 and... No, 1990. When did Titanic come out? 98? 96? No, 97, I think. If you watch his speech, he's, quote, it's the most cringiest speech ever. You know, he basically says, like, I'm on top the world, like, in the film of Titanic and it's like ah, uh, that's where we are that's where we are now we live in that moment <laughs> and I guarantee you he would have quoted some dodgy line of Avatar as well you know when if he wins this year I'll be so sad I'll be sad but I'll also be happy because I'll have plenty to talk about and hopefully this podcast will come out tomorrow so I don't know the answer yet <laughs> if he is gonna win or not Uh, yeah i mean even like spielberg got nominated for like best picture with the fablesman um and it like see this is uh the thing as well like james cameron and um spielberg and like martin scorsese or sacy however you want to pronounce it um uh who else like like there's so many there's so many examples of like credible directors that you know, the Cohen brothers that aren't like this, they do it for the art. They do it because, like, one, it's their job, but two, it's they're, they're doing it for them and us. But James Cameron just feels like he's doing it for him like, that's it. Like, he's just, I don't even think anyone wanted a sequel to Avatar. It's just he promised like two sequels, and we've got another one coming Wave the Wind or whatever. Like, this one's just Avatar in the water. Like, I don't understand that as well. Like, oh, cool. The long-awaited film. Like, a lot of people went there just to see it. I mean, what's it rated at the moment? Um, Let's see. Like, what is it? Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, definitely won't be watching it. See, 76. 7.8 out of 10. You know, that's like, that's pretty average. Let's be honest. That's not exactly like. See, Avatar 3, Avatar 4. We got Avatar 3 next year. See, this is what I mean. Like, so Avatar 1, 2, 3, 4, right? So those four. Now he is going to go for the top five spot. I guarantee that's his secret plan. His secret plan is to get all five spots of. The highest grossing films of all time I guarantee it guarantee you that that's what he wants I know you look at it and go oh that was incredible you know like some of the reviews like this guy's like James Cameron once again shows filmmakers how it's exactly done have you never seen another film or another director like did you see Birdman have you watched like No Country for Old Men like these are great, like everything, everywhere, all at once. Like these are great examples of filmmakers showing you exactly how it's done. Like this guy is just super into James Cameron, five stars. This guy's like, it's a bit better, you know, like four out of five. And you know what's crazy as well? Like they're interviewing Zoe Zaldana who's like, um, her character becomes a mom, and there's like journalists out there asking her, "Is like, oh, did you use your ex?" did you use like your experience as um, like, how did you come up with the nurturing and caring aspect of, you know, creating like turning your character into a parent? She was like, well, I am a parent. <laughs> like that just says so much about like the media and whatnot, but, oh, James Cameron, come on, come on. I look, You know, it's fair game and it's fine if you win. Like, I don't care. But don't release all of your films and have the top five spots of all time for highest grossing film. To all the people out there, like... And I'm sure he's designed it to have Avatar as number one, then Way of the Water, then three, four, and then Titanic as his fifth one. Guarantee it. Which kind of won't work, but yeah, well, Titanic's 4 now. So yeah, that'll be how it works. Yeah. But there's a big gap between Way of the Water and Avengers Endgame. It's like a $500 million gap. So that's a lot. But like Avengers Endgame, like seriously, if they just, if Disney really wanted to have that as the highest grossing film, like they could, do you know what I mean? Like they could have that they could just re-release it as a marathon and then it'd be okay. That would be... um, Yeah, see, here's some random facts, right? So the fastest movie to $900 million is... Which is crazy. That is crazy. That's crazy. It was... um, Oh, Star Wars episode... Six, The Force Awakens, which that's pretty nuts, actually. Yeah. Do you know the slowest one? (laughs) The slowest one to 900 is also The Force Awakens. What? (laughs) I don't get that. I mean, sure, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool, man. Anyway. But there's a lot, there's a lot of like, Marvel records that are you know pretty crazy too, like the Avengers is the um the highest grossing film in like the opening weekend, the Avengers end game, which is cool, but overall, what's the weekend records, the biggest one, oh, that's a drop um yeah Avengers end game three hundred fifty seven million, which is crazy. Wow, the worst opening weekend. What's RBG? RBG. Ruth Badger Ginsburg. Oh, do you know how much that made? $34,000 worldwide. Do you know what it made opening weekend? $38. That is crazy. That is crazy. I don't think that should be a statistic. For that, oh, that poor movie. Like, I want to watch it to boost it, but I really don't want to watch it. <laughs> it's not my thing. Not my thing. Anyway, that was cool. That was um, that was the episode. It's just me bashing, verbally bashing James Cameron for like twenty five minutes. I'm so passionate because I just believe that everyone should have a chance. Everyone should have a chance at breaking a record or getting a record, like it just can't be James Cameron, surely. So you've heard the music and now you know that this is the end. I'm not gonna slander James Cameron anymore and it's not slander, it's just banter. And if, you know, he comes at me and tells me to take it down, like I probably will because guys guy's got heaps of money, but, you know, like it's all good if he wins, he wins. Whatever. Anyway, if you want to go and check out uh, the YouTube channel, please do go check out all the wonderful content we have, which is the <laughs> uh, My Mind M Y M N D P D C S T. You can go check that out, see all the cool cool content we have on there. You can go to this podcast is available pretty much everywhere: Spotify, Apple. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon even, you know, Radio Republic. You can go check it out all there. You can go to the Patreon page, which is www.patreon.com slash mymindwhiff. And you can check out the Mark Family Values. And hey, go go sign up, you know, like it's really cool. You know, the coolest thing about it is that it's a t- it's a full audio series about a mafia family in the 1960s, which is quite interesting. I think it's really, really cool. I think you should check it out. You should really check it out. If you want to go to the Twitter page and find out I do nothing, then <laughs> you can follow that, M-Y-M-N-D-P-D-C-S-T. You can also go to the wonderful Facebook page, and group, which is My Mind With uh, Stephen Taylor and the My Mind With uh, group. I think I get the two mixed up. Uh, That's it. Oh, go to the Instagram, follow us on Instagram and you can see all the cool AI art I've been doing, which has been pretty cool. I'll ask AI to do a avatar picture. How about that? Anyway, thank you for joining me and we'll talk soon.